There we are. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Our catechesis today will continue in the Gospel according to St. Luke, now chapter 4. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse. Continue in the faith. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Acts 14, verse 22b. All right. Our psalm this week is Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God, of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will come, or excuse me, he will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. So, let's get to our first reading today. We'll continue in the book of Ecclesiastes, excuse me, and now chapter 4. Then I returned and considered all the oppression that is done under the sun. And look, the tears of the oppressed, but they have no comforter. On the side of their oppressors there is power, but they have no comforter. On this, um, therefore, I praised the dead who were already dead, more than the living who are still alive. Yet better than both is he who never existed, who has never existed, who has not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Again, I saw that for all the toil and every skillful work, a man is envied by his neighbor. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. The fools fold his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full together with toil and grasping for the wind. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone without companion. He has neither son nor brother, yet there is no end to all his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. But he never asks, For whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? This is also vanity and a grave misfortune. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. 
for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who will be admonished no more. For he comes out of prison to be a, to be king, although he was born poor in his kingdom. I saw all the living who walk under the sun. There, there were They were with the second youth who stands in his place. There was no end of all the people over whom he was made king. Yet those who come afterward will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and grasping for the wind. One of the ways that uh, Ecclesiastes here has given us to describe uh, idolatry, that which we fear, love, and trust in, um, is that expression. He's been repeating it all the way now through chapter 4 here, uh, and it strikes me as one that really describes what it means to have an idol, um, to fear, love, and trust in anyone but God himself, right? This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Um, vanity is an interesting word, isn't it? Um, or, vi- you know, from vain, conceited, self-conceit, narcissistic, self-love, self-admiration, self-regard, um, self-centeredness, egotism, egoism, right? Cockiness, pretension, affection. It can be any of those things um, as far as a synonym goes. Uh, but it comes from, of course, from the Latin um, vanus, which means empty, empty, right? Worthless. And grasping for the wind, right? Chasing after false gods is like grasping for the wind. You'll never catch it, right? And here he's been helping us for the last few chapters these last days uh, show us some of the ways that we try to um, hold tightly onto that um, in, a, in the way of idolatry, putting our fear, love, and trust in them that, has, um, that, are, that is empty, that is worthless, that does not hold on, right? A fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full, mm, he says. I suppose it's kind of sad or depressing, especially for old man Solomon. Um, but I think it's uh, wisdom, right? And it's reflexive, and that's why it's in the Bible, to remind us that, you know, that. Fa- I mean, really, you could probably summarize it with that famous expression, or at least one that I've used frequently. <laughs> You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse, right? All the things that we try to hold on to and try to, thinking that we can take them with us, and in the end, none of it. It's all vain. It's all empty and like grasping for the wind. Even our reputation, um, even our acts, our legacy, these things are vain, empty. All right. Our reading for catechesis comes from Luke chapter 4. Then he, Jesus, went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had an unclean, or spirit of an unclean demon, And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, he came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word is this? This is for with authority and power. He commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went out in every place in the surrounding region. Now, he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. 
and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served him, them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Now, when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him, and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other, uh, to other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Okay. So yesterday we heard in our reading he was in Nazareth, right? And now where is he? In the city of Capernaum, right? It's not that far from Nazareth, but both are in the region of Galilee, right? And here, unlike what we saw in the synagogue yesterday in Nazareth, where a prophet is not received in his own hometown, here the people receive him, right? They are, what does it say there in verse 32? Astonished at his teaching. Why? They are astonished because his word has authority, right? The word does what it says. Uh, Specific authority, we'll see here, like in verse 36, what a word this is for with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out, all right? So they recognize his word has authority over the demons, all right? Later on, we're going to see um, in Luke 5, similar expression. Um, This is with the man who is paralyzed, but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go home. Again, ruling authority there. Uh, Unfortunately, translated as power, uh, it's ruling authority. It's the same authority that we see here. Um, And then in Luke 7, with the centurion's servant, right? Um, Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed, right? For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say, do this, do this, right? Okay. So he has the authority to heal his servant, his centurion's servant, right? So all sorts of specific authority here in Luke's gospel. Of course, he is the word that commands all things, that created all things, that sustains all things. But here it's quite specifically exercised and demonstrated in forgiving sins, casting out demons, and healing diseases. Of course, where did he receive such authority? He just told us yesterday, see if you remember what he said in the synagogue. So just earlier in chapter 4, it was in the, when Jesus read from the scroll of Isaiah, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to, that has given me authority to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So it's actually the Spirit of the Lord that gives him that authority, right? That proceeds from the Father. All right, uh, here in the synagogue, then we immediately encounter a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, right? Again, uh, I think we talked about, oh, maybe it was on the Band Books podcast, talking about the way that People have this mystical understanding that somehow the devil doesn't attack you when you're in church. <laughs> My argument is that he that's where he places most of his attacks, is upon Christians, and especially when they're gathered together with other Christians. Right? They're, they're, that is not a safe space. As a matter of fact, that's that's the battle line, right? That's where the 
That's where the battle is happening, where Christ is rebuking the unclean spirits, right? In the Christian congregation, in baptism, etc. All right, so here we've got him in the synagogue. Yeah. And what does the demon plead? Leave me alone. Leave us alone, actually. It's plural. Interesting. Leave the demons alone. Don't destroy us. Hmm. Why was the demon concerned? Because the demons know who he is. He even confesses it. You are the Holy One of God. Hmm. Um, how does Jesus cast the demon out? Again, there's this great word. This is epitamao. Um, it's to censure. It means to, uh, to shut up or to, to put one in, its, in their place, actually, would be even better, to put somebody in their place. So he rebukes them saying, be quiet and come out of him, right? Um, so he's cast out by the word of God. This is a, important to remember. Um, it's kind of a continuous rant is that, especially among uh, American evangelicalism, um, so basically Christianity in America, uh, the estimation of the powers and principalities in the heavenly places is that um, that they are outside of God's authority, that they aren't subject to his word, that they are as powerful as God himself or Jesus in his sacrament. This is not true. This is not true. We see it here frequently in Luke's gospel that Jesus' word commands the unclean spirits. This is why I think, oh, a hymn like um, God's Own Child by Edward Neumeister. Uh, we sang another Edward Neumeister hymn last night. Uh, but uh, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, is so comforting to folks because it um, rightly, Edvard puts into our mouths uh, the rebuke of Jesus to the demons, right? So Satan, drop your ugly accusation, right? I am not so soon enticed, right? So you're actually rebuking the devil in the hymn. It's beautiful, right? Just as Jesus does here. And we have that, we've been given that authority, but you'll hear more about that tomorrow. (laughs) All right, so uh, then what does the demon do with the man? Yeah, he throws him down, and it came out of him, but note, it did not hurt him in the body, in the body, right? right? Why, why, do, why do you think Luke mentions that the unclean spirit did not hurt his body? Because other times the demons do, but here, I think this is a testimony to the resurrection of the body, right? All right, then where does Jesus go? Again, speaking of word with authority, he goes into Simon's house, right? And Simon's mother-in-law, his wife's mother, had a high fever. What does he do with the fever? Same thing again. He puts the fever in its place. He epitamaos it. He rebukes it and it leaves her. And then she arose and served them, meaning I think the disciples and Jesus. Okay. Then we have, oh, we actually have a time note here. I forgot to mention this with the children. When the sun was setting. So that puts us at um, the time of um, the end of the day or the beginning of the new day, right? But the end of the day, and probably reminds us of when the sun was darkened from about noon till three, right? When Jesus' body bore the curse of death for us at the cross. And so what do people bring out to him? Again, connected to his cross, I think. Yeah, anyone who was sick with various diseases, right? They brought them out to him. And again, he rebukes them and commands them not to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ, all right? After he lays hands on them, uh, on the people. Right. Um, you might ask, why why not allow the demons to confess Jesus? Uh, well, because that's not how he's going to reveal himself to them. Right? How does Jesus go all the way to the end of Luke's gospel? How does he want to be known by us? By his word and by his gifts. Right? So he reveals to them. He's revealed to them in the, in the teaching of his word, right? opening the scriptures to them. 
and in the breaking of the bread, that is in the Lord's Supper, and we, by extension, also say in our baptism. That's where he wants to be known by us, in the forgiveness of sins received in his gifts by his word, right? Same thing here, not by the demons. Um, okay, then when, where does Jesus go once it becomes day, right? So we had night and now day. Yeah, he, he went out to a deserted place, uh, perhaps, you know, usually that's to go uh, and, and pray, um, but here he says, what's his purpose? I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, not just Capernaum, because for this purpose I was sent. He preached throughout all the synagogues of Galilee. Right? Um, but again, the key here is that his word has authority to forgive sins, to exercise the demons, right, and to heal diseases. And I think we forget that one too. It's the reason why we intercede each day for those who are sick and have requested our prayers. We actually believe that that word has authority to do uh, what we say, right? That doesn't mean they're always healed. It is still according to God's will, you know, if it be your will. And yet, we do believe that it's possible, right? Because it is, it's exactly what Jesus does. Here, the rejection of Jesus by his own people is dramatically portrayed. The demon is in the midst of the synagogue. So we have demon-possessed people in the synagogue. He knows who Jesus is, even though the people of Nazareth and the Jews did not recognize him. Jesus then leaves the synagogue of the Jews and goes to the house of Peter. Peter's house is a picture of the church, with Jesus standing in the midst of her, driving away the power of death, just as he healed Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus would be laid in the tomb just before sunset on the Sabbath to conquer the power of death. He would endure the gathering darkness at the cross of men of all nations, or at the cross, that men of all nations might be drawn to him and freed from the curse of death. Jesus came to preach the gospel of the kingdom and would entrust that same gospel to Peter and all the pastors of the church. When that gospel is preached, death and the devil are being overthrown. Right? So, um, you might actually say that Christian preaching, as comforting as it is, right, um, it is violent um, to those who are opposed to, to Jesus. Right, so to the demons, to your flesh, um, to this world, right? It's it's received as uh, violent, um, hate speech even. <laughs> um, but it is the message of salvation to those who believe. Uh, Jesus does tire actually quite a bit. Um, you'll see that as we get into the gospel. Chris says, "Oh, I realize I haven't greeted you. Let's do that. Um, let's see, Grace, love the music. Yep, that's uh, CPH." Choral selection uh, for Christmas and a, a Christmas Alleluia verse that we heard, and no, oh, a Gloria. Excuse me, Gloria and Excelsis, right? So the song of the angels, good for be good for Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Um, let's see, we have Tim and Chris, Karen, Don and Karen, uh, Gus and Eileen, and uh, Vicky's on YouTube. Nancy's on Facebook. Defresh is on YouTube. Good to have you all here. Um, Jesus often uh, grows tired, and I think that's comforting to us as well, just in that he is true man. <laughs> um, he suffers in the way that we suffer, right? From exhaustion, right? From all the work that's set before him, and yet he does it, um, enduring it for the sake of our salvation. Yep. So, good morning to you all. I'm glad you enjoyed that piece of music. can't remember who composed it. Uh, let's see. It's called Chris- A Christmas Gloria, S-A-T-B. I want to say that it's Banky. I'm pretty sure that that uh, is from Banky. A Christmas Gloria CPH. Let's see if we can find it here. It's going very slow. Two part. Now, there's SATB and a two part version. 
And it is by John A. Benke. <laughs> I was correct. All right. So there you go. All right. Let's say our catechism for the week. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there's no favoritism with him. Ephesians 6, verse 9. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 6. We pray. Gracious Lord, you have given us great responsibilities and authority as employers and supervisors of others. Teach us by your grace and mercy to treat our workers and those who are under us with respect, understanding, and compassion. Give us a humble spirit toward them and help us to see our workers as gifts of God who depend upon us for their livelihood and who enable us to be of greater service to others for whom we perform our life's work. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And then to youth. O Lord, as you in humility and faith submitted yourself to Mary and Joseph and to every authority instituted among men for our salvation, teach us to submit to our elders and to believe that you will accomplish your good purposes in our lives and in the lives of others through such honor and respect. In your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, let's sing. Oh, 
Let's see if we don't think we have a collect today. Additional commemoration? Nope, not till Saturday. All right, let's pray the collect for this week. O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ and his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. See, we pray today with Ron and Dick, who both celebrate their baptism. We pray for the households of our congregation this week, especially with Jack, Michael, Walt, and Ruth, Ashley, Paul, Kevin, and his family. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. Our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. Missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutherans for Life. We pray an intercession for the preservation and increase of hope amongst us. And we continue to pray with the family of Dale Pfeiffer, who mourn his death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. So, yes, uh, have a terrific day. It looks to be a beautiful one. Not foggy here at all. We have blue sky and sunny. That's beautiful. Should be a, should be a lovely day. So, uh, let's see. Today's Thursday. Oh, by the way, uh, you can go on YouTube and you can... Um, listen or watched last night's sermon. It'll be broken out as a separate video. Uh, you also have um, the adult catechesis class from last night. We went through the divine service pretty rapidly. One, I sometimes take two weeks to do that, but we did it in one week. Um, so you'll kind of see connected to last week's catechesis on um, what are the constitutive institutions of the church? What, what has Jesus given to the church to be and to do? Uh, and then we see how the divine service delivers those gifts to us each and every week. Uh, Lord be with you all, keep you safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support and give today.